A man and woman went to Las Vegas for their honeymoon and checked into a suite at a hotel. When they got to their room, they both detected a bad odor. The husband called down to the front desk and asked to speak to the manager. He explained that the room smelled very bad and they would like another suite. The manager apologized and told the man that they were all booked because of a convention. He offered to send them to a restaurant of their choice for lunch, compliments of the hotel, and said he was going to send a maid up to their room to clean and to try and get rid of the odor. After a nice lunch, the couple went back to their room. When they walked in, they could both still smell the horrible odor. Again, the husband called the front desk and told the manager that the room still smelled really bad. The manager told the man that they would try and find a suite at another hotel. He called every hotel on the strip, but every hotel was sold out because of the convention. The manager told the couple that they couldn't find them a room anywhere, but they would try and clean the room again. The couple wanted to see the sights and do a little gambling anyway, so they said they would give them two hours to clean and then they would be back. When the couple had left, the manager and all the housekeeping staff went to the room to try and find what was making it smell so bad. They went through the entire suite and found nothing. So the maids put in new sheets, new towels, took down the curtains and put new ones up, cleaned the carpet, and cleaned the suite again using the strongest cleaning products they had. The couple came back two hours later to find the room still had a bad odor. The husband was so angry at this point, he decided to find whatever the smell was himself. So he started tearing the entire suite apart. As he pulled the top mattress off the box spring of the bed, he found a dead body of a woman. Me and my wife were on our honeymoon in Hawaii. We were on the island of Oahu, sitting on the beach. My wife got up to go to the bathroom, and when she got back, she told me that there was a creepy man watching her walk into the bathroom, and when she tried to walk out, he blocked her path. She only got away because there were two other people walking into the bathroom, so he got out of the way. I asked her what the man looked like, and she looked over, but unfortunately, she said he was gone. Our hotel was walking distance from the beach, so we got back quickly, but we made sure to report the man to a police officer we saw walking on the beach, and then we washed up before going out to eat. We ate at a fancy seafood place and did some walking around afterwards. Close to midnight, we finally went back to the room and began to wind down. Then we got a knock at the door. I looked through the peephole of the door and saw a man in a maid uniform standing outside. I opened the door and he immediately tried to let himself in. I pushed him back a bit, asking him what he wanted. He told me he left something in the room while cleaning earlier and needed to get it out. The only thing, we left the do not disturb sign on the door all day. Then I noticed he was making eye contact with my wife. My wife then screamed, that's the man. I didn't understand at first, but it was too late for that. The man had already lunged at me, holding my throat with one hand while reaching behind himself with another. He pulled out a knife and started swinging at me, and if it weren't for my wife coming over and smashing his face with the lamp, I would have been as good as dead. The commotion drew out all the inhabitants of the neighboring rooms. One of the women started freaking out and screaming, making the situation worse. We called the police, and so did the hotel. It turned into a huge, horrible scene, but we were just happy to be alive. 
We were questioned when the police arrived, and some of the other people around us claimed to have witnessed it all. We still don't know what kind of intentions this guy had, but if I had to guess, I would say he wanted to get to my wife. He must have been one very dumb person to think he would get away with something like this in such a public building. Me, my wife, and two kids were taking a drive all the way down to Florida from New York to go to Disney. We were in Georgia at the time, so close to entering Florida, and it was about 11 o'clock at night. I planned on finishing the drive that night just to save the money from a night at a hotel. My wife and kids were already long asleep, so I was trying to drive as smoothly as possible. On that quiet highway at 11 o'clock, there were hardly any other cars at all. In fact, I didn't see any lights until, up in the horizon, I saw two flashing red lights. Not police lights, more like SOS lights. I slowed down and proceeded with caution. Upon getting closer, I saw a car parked in the middle of the road, seemingly deliberately to block traffic, along with two cones placed on either side and two SOS lights flashing on the ground. Then, two hooded men of African American descent came from behind the car and started walking over to us. I put the car in reverse, ready to hightail it back the other way. One of the men came over to my window, and I cracked it open just enough to hear him speak. After asking him if he needed something, he said, Yes, open the door. I shut the window, and that's when he began to reach for something in his pocket. I put the car back in drive and hit the gas. I drove over the cone and SOS light and passed their car. About one minute later, I saw a pair of headlights coming up fast behind us. At this point, my wife was awake, confused and questioning me about the speed we were moving at. I told her not to make any loud noises before telling her that we were being followed. The car behind us began flashing its lights. And then, there was a loud pop, and I felt the car losing control. I did the best I could to bring it under control, but there was a second loud pop, and the car began to drag. I told my wife to call 911, even though it was probably already too late. By now my kids were up, scared and complaining. I kept the car moving for as long as possible, but the car following us began ramming our trunk. My kids were crying, my wife was screaming at the police, I was sure we were dead. But by some stroke of luck, or more like a miracle, I heard a siren and saw red and blue flashing lights coming up in the distance behind our chasers. They veered off to the exit that we happened to be passing at that moment, and the police car followed them. I pulled over to the side of the road, took the phone away from my wife, and told the police everything. Upon inspection, I found out that our two back tires were blown, probably shot at, which I also told the police. Ten minutes later, a squad pulled up behind us, along with a AAA truck. They seemed rather thrilled to inform us that they caught the two men. Someone else had stumbled onto their little roadblock trap, but luckily managed to turn around and escape before calling the cops. When my sister was in her 20s, she was on vacation with her now husband, and one of their destinations was St. Martin. They had rented a car to get around and such. One day while doing sightseeing, they were on some side road that was rather isolated from any buildings or signs of civilization. It was a nice scenic route to take, 
but other than that, my sister tells me that it was a pretty dead road, so it probably didn't lead anywhere important. They eventually came up to something odd. There was the back of a car sticking out of the crops on the side of the road. As they pulled up closer, they could see it was some unbranded rusty neon blue car that had seemingly swerved into the crops. My sister's husband pulled up and stopped the car, telling my sister to wait in the car. He got out to check it out. From what my sister tells me, her husband looked through all the windows of the car for anybody at all. She watched as he then looked down and jumped back at something. She then got out of the car to see what was wrong. They both got down low to have a look underneath the rusty old car. What they saw was horrifying. There were two grown men with large knives in their hands, along with a bloody dead body laying between them. My sister's husband literally pushed her all the way back to the car and shoved her into her seat. The two men had crawled out from under the car and were now on their feet. He made it back into the car just in time to drive off down the road. They stopped at the nearest sign of civilization, making sure they weren't being followed, and called the police. Both of them seem to get uneasy when the topic is brought up, so we try not to remind them of it, but I can tell my sister has always been a bit different ever since this happened to her. I was 16 years old and the summer had just started. Our grandparents were treating the whole family to a 10-day cruise. It was a Royal Caribbean cruise, and we were going to Florida and the Bahamas. It was me, my two brothers, my sister and her boyfriend, my parents, my aunt and uncle, my two cousins, and my grandparents. I spent most of my time hanging out with my older brother, Rob, who was 20. We got to share a room together, even though it really wasn't allowed. We just claimed that our dad was staying with us in that room. So one night, me and my brother were in the nightclub of the ship. I snuck in using someone else's ship ID card. When I was in there, I noticed some older, creepy-looking man sitting by the wall, and I was sure he was staring intently at me. I made a point of moving around to see if he was really looking at me, and his head turned to face me wherever I went. I was feeling really uncomfortable, so I left right then and there. I coincidentally found my sister and her boyfriend sitting by the bar outside of the club. I sat down with them for a bit, and a few moments later, I saw the same man from in the club, now out by the bar, sitting across the room, and he was still staring at me. I looked away and pretended not to notice, but my heart was racing at this point. I contemplated whether or not to tell my sister, but I ended up not telling her. I don't know why. I left the bar and started speedwalking back to my room. When I got to the stateroom halls, I was constantly glancing over my shoulder to make sure I wasn't being followed. I got to my room safely. I was extremely creeped out. I had a feeling this guy was some sort of perverted creep. I got a knock at the door, and I got a little nervous. I looked through the peephole and saw my brother, so I let him in. I did not see the strange man again until late the next night. My brother and I went with my sister and her boyfriend to one of the restaurants on board at like 1 in the morning. They weren't planning on going to sleep anytime soon, so I told them I was going to crash, and I walked back to the stateroom. But when I got there, I saw that the door to our room was cracked open a bit and the light was on. I knew for sure we shut the door when we left, and there was no chance room service was in there at an hour like this. I proceeded with extreme caution and slowly pushed the door open completely. There was nobody in the room. I checked the bathroom, but 
it was empty too. All of her stuff was still in the same spot that I remembered it was in. I kind of just figured maybe Rob came back to the room for some reason when I wasn't with him and forgot to shut the door, so I just went to sleep. I woke up to darkness and the feeling of something brushing against my cheek. It was a hand. I pushed it away, telling Rob to knock it off. But when I noticed, even in the dark, beyond the figure by my bed, that Rob was in his bed, I let out the most blood-curdling scream you have ever heard. Rob jumped up and turned the lamp on, and there was the man from the club, standing next to me. Rob jumped on him and began throwing punches. I joined in and we took down the man. It wasn't even a minute before frantic knocking came at the door. It was my parents. My dad held down the man while we called the customer service center. They sent up two security workers and he was sent to the jail of the ship for the remainder of the cruise. I'm not sure what happened to him afterwards, but this has emotionally scarred me and I don't think I can ever go on another cruise again.